Hey, Pride fam, get ready for a brand new episode of Pride the Podcast. Featuring special guest, drag superstar Violet Tchotchke. So grab yourself a treat and take a little time to hang with Pride. Hi guys! Hello. Hello. Welcome back, guys, to another episode of Pride the Podcast. <laughs> I was wondering where it was. I'm Adam Andrew Rios. I'm Mr. Brian Bradley. I'm Ashley Mitchell, and I'm Darrell Anthony Darlings. And we are back with another episode. So thanks for joining us, guys. What's going on? So what's going on? I mean, what's listen, going on in the just, world? Just getting through, you know, before we jump into it, special shout out to our friends at DNR Studios and our friends at Rehab Entertainment for bringing us to you again. Um, you know, the world's interesting right now. I feel like we're about to shut back down. I'm going to get right to it. Yeah. I don't feel like the world's going to be open much longer. I don't know. I mean, because, you know, now everybody's finally mandating that you have to have proof of vaccination. Yeah, I mean, Broadway just announced that, so, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't really feel like Broadway's gonna open. I gonna think push they will. feel like, I just feel like we're gonna get shut down and they're gonna have to push it again. Or maybe not shut down, but, like, completely, but I just feel like... So, I was on a call with uh, Broadway Inbound, and they're, like, preparing, so I, I slightly disagree. I think they are gonna open, mm-hmm. but I knew that they were gonna make this announcement today. I think that them requiring the crew, the cast, the ushers, the box office, every single person in that theater right along, right down to the janitors who are going to be cleaning and doing, everyone has to be vaccinated. Mm-hmm. And right. everyone's going to have to be submitting to test. I believe it's every three days or something like that. So I think it will come back. But it's my, the bigger question is, it's like, what is that going to do to the fabric of whatever the left of, of America? Because a lot of people are still standing by. People who are catching the virus now still saying, I'm not getting vaccinated. I'll just get sick and then be fine and move forward. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're just going to have to deal with what comes. I mean, I don't know. Like, just like 2020, it's like, this is completely unpredictable. Yeah. Like, we don't know what the future holds. I thought that we were, I mean, I guess this is what's probably going to happen is just we're going to maintain and live with the virus and just wear masks for years on end, if not forever. So I, it's just very unpredictable. It's just like, I don't know what's going to happen, but as of right now, it looks like we might be shutting down again, which I don't know how that's going to inflict unemployment because I know that extra money that's coming in, that's going to stop in September. So, and I mean, if restaurants shut down, you know, that was such a big blow to the service industry. Service industry. So it's just like. Well, Biden actually just asked today to extend the uh, eviction. It thing. didn't pass. It didn't. It, no, it, it, it <laughs> didn't pass. But he asked a few days before. He's like, um, which scares me because this means that they know something's coming. They're like, you need to extend this because people aren't going to be able to. So everyone out there, especially in New York, if you can apply for the emergency rent, uh, you can go online and look up the details and see how that works out. Because 
I mean, it's it's bad. And people yeah, I think backdate. it ends Saturday. Yeah, and you can actually backdate to 2020, obviously, when everything started. So, I mean, listen, Netflix, Disney, there's a lot of corporations coming up now mm-hmm. um, for entertainment that are saying that all actors, all crew, all personnel must be vaccinated. And so for some of you out there that are like entertainment, some of your favorite actors and actresses may be recast in films and roles if they are not vaccinated. I mean, that's mm-hmm. what it's coming to. I mean, yeah, it's about time. I feel like, like this needed to happen already. Yeah, because it was like now you're infringing on my fun because you're selfish and don't. But there's want nothing to. we can do about it except like awareness. Deal with it, right? <laughs> well, there's like we can only do so much and just like promote like getting vaccinated and slash wearing your mask. I mean, what else can we do outside of that? No. Right. <laughs> And you saw what was going on at the Olympics. Uh, one of the Olympian swimmers who was very vocal about, I'm not, I'm anti-vax. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to be vaccinated. I'm not doing it. After his race, he did an interview. You know, they always do like a post-race interview. And he didn't, he, he of course, refused to wear his mask. Mm-hmm. So then the IOC was like, hey, you can't be doing that. And then they backtracked and were like, well, actually, no, I guess you can, you know, do your interviews without your mask or whatever. But. So now everybody online is throwing him hate, and <sighs> I, I mean, mean well, I, things are becoming more in in person, like interviews and stuff. Brayden, like from what you do and stuff daily, like I know that stuff that I'm doing is starting to be more in person. Are y'all about to start cutting off the virtual interviews? Cutting off the virtual interviews? Yeah, no, because yeah. that's safe. Like yeah. virtual interviews are totally fine, but when I hold my like celebrity media days, it's all virtual whereas a year and a half ago two years ago it would be like me in a cab with a celebrity going from publishing house to publishing house like eight interviews in a day um but no it's it's all gonna be fine my company just well the new york times actually just posted an article today and said that they are telling their employees that the original plan was to come back after Labor Day mm-hmm. to um, normal office hours, and they pushed that until February 2022. And because I'm in media, or my company's in media, we're, like, modeling our in-office back-to-work programs after major media publications – so, like, I don't know. Like, I think that we are probably never coming back to the office. Well, the, a lot of the interviews and stuff we've been doing, some of the celebrities have been saying, that's why I wanted to hear from your point of view, because some of the people that we work with are like, no, we want to do in person now. We're no longer going to we're no longer going to do virtual, even though it's safe and it's supposed to, mm-hmm. because those are there are a lot of celebrities, y'all, that don't believe in vaccination and don't want to get vaccinated and it's it's upsetting because some of them are some we love and it's very 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 frustrating and it's hard to work with them and like to continue to go forward because they're like no come talk to me in person it's like well i don't want to put myself at risk but then it's like that's your job so it's like how do you manage that and you hopefully leave it up to your company to put you in the best position but i feel like it's more efficient with these zoom interviews like I could have more Zoom meetings with celebrities, media interviews, than in person. Than in person. I yeah. think like you get the job done better, and you meet your KPIs more so than if you're like in person and yeah. traveling across the city mm-hmm. with like an hour cab ride. Like that just 
eats up time. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of our conversations mm-hmm. with our internal teams are like, this is kind of a good thing. Yeah, yeah. you can fit more in the day. You get more done. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I mean, it sucks for me who has to like work more, but in terms of KPIs and meeting the goals mm-hmm. for the client, like that's yeah. kind of a good thing. What do you think is going to happen, y'all, with, you know, kind of going back to what I said about entertainment for like Netflix. Netflix just announced as well as, like I said, Disney that, hey, you can't do it unless you're back. So like what's going to happen to these big, I don't know, I may get some intel, but these big Marvel performers. I mean, it's either shit or get off the pot. So, I mean, I mean, I don't think they're budging on that. So it's just like either get with the program or you're not working. Or you're not going to work. Right. So it's just like you're going to have to make a a decision. Do I want to get this vaccine and work or do I want to be proud and not work? (laughs) I saw something today on uh, Instagram. Someone who had commented on it was like the ABC post about like now mandating vaccinations or whatever. And they were like, this is infringing on my civil rights. Um, now it's like my body, my decision, I guess, is taking a back seat because now you're forcing me to do this. How do y'all feel about that? Because I was just like, shut up. Like, this has Okay, nothing. but the people like, that are saying my body, this. my decision are the same people that want to make decisions about women getting abortions. Literally it's the same people. And Literally also, the same people. And <laughs> also, you have to take vaccines in order to go... To kindergarten, to be an American, yeah. to be yeah. an American, to do so anything. we don't get like you scarlet fever. You have to take the mumps vaccine. You have to take the hepatitis vaccine, mm-hmm. and we're going to add to that list the COVID nineteen yeah. vaccine. I don't understand yeah. what's wrong. I don't Same. know. And so, yeah, this dude was like, you know, just dying on this hill about like my civil rights are being infringed on. This is going <laughs> to cause this will be the next civil rights movement because it's my body, my decision. And it's like, yeah, that's fine. This is your body, your decision. But when you come to a private-owned business mm-hmm. and they are forcing, or like mm-hmm. enforcing, you know, you have to have a vaccination, that's their body, their their choice. Like It's you, also you the law to wear a seatbelt. Yeah. To wear a helmet when you're on a motorcycle. Mm-hmm. Like, th- it's not your civil right. It's for your safety. <laughs> it's for your safety and for the safety of others. Mm-hmm. If I'm getting on an airplane, by God, everybody needs to be vaccinated because that's my human right, mm-hmm. according to the Constitution. And you saw, exactly. you saw the Laura Ingram thing last I night. I sure the motherfucking did. And yeah, because that it's was disgusting. so stupid. And her brother stay on her neck. I don't know if you saw him on Twitter. He's I don't. I, all I can do is watch a 30-second clip of Laura Ingram and then Listen. I'm out. Her, she's disgusting. She's so trash. <laughs> and her brother stays on her neck. He said, my sister is trash. He Comparing said, this to smallpox, yeah. which COVID-19 is worse than smallpox anyway. Yeah, no, no. There, he was just like, oh, I, yeah, he said, I, I have that. a right. He said, you absolutely have a right to what you're saying. Yeah. He said, however, I also have a right, like what Brady was just saying, if I get on a plane and I don't want to be on this plane with people who ain't vaccinated, like, like that's not fair. Like, well, I must say, like, airplanes, they are not Delta show, like, Delta oh. would be like, if you don't want to wear your mask, this is not the flight for you. Thank you. <laughs> did you see, did you see the video you. of, mm-hmm. um, it was like, you know, somebody, some, I don't know if it was a flight attendant or a manager or whatever was talking to some Karen, she was spouting off or whatever, and he was just like, look, you spoke to my flight attendant very, you know, disrespectfully, you called her a bitch, mm-hmm. so <laughs> you're not flying with us today. Right. He, he was like, I I suggest, uh, well, he was like, I guess AA is not the... You can try Frontier. She said, he said, you can, you can try spirit oh he dead ass said i guess the, you know delta is not the flight for you why he got the check and, and, out he said check out spirit and listen spirit. which i'm flying 
spirit in like a couple weeks. Shush, I'm shush wait, baby. Wait, don't say that. Spirit, edit that out. Edit that spirit out. Spirit was definitely yeah. sitting over there like Nene, like, like, why you got to bring me? <laughs> right. right. Like, I, yeah, I was just sitting over here minding my business. But that's how you get people below the belt. It's like you fly in spirit. It's like, wait, what? Remember <laughs> AirTran? How we used to have to get home on AirTran? Because I used to fly AirTran. Mm-hmm. Y'all, y'all ain't going to speak up on that. I, I, I don't think I remember. I think that's the train. Right. I was like, the train. to the city. That's AirTran. AirTran used to be an airline and they were purchased by yeah, South America. Uh, airline was purchased by uh, Southwest Airlines. Uh, and it was very. Oh, that's a big guy. And I used to fly back home. Um, it was like $149. It was so cheap. I mean, you couldn't do much on it. Listen, <laughs> yeah, they straight up told me, it. they said, you can't, all you can bring is a bag. They told don't me. Don't bring I, no rolling bags. Do not bring any large backpacks. I didn't you even get, get a drop a down. Bag. I didn't even get a drop down mask. They said, you don't get that. No. <laughs> Something happens. They oh said, well. you got to breathe, the pr- pray on it. Can <laughs> I tell y'all something? This is how, this is, this is be extremely controversial. So if anyone out there brave. is <laughs> listening that's Republican, go ahead and press pause. Nope. Loud and make them listen. Because at the beginning, Republicans were like, don't take the vaccine. Anti-vax, anti-this, anti-this. It's all, like, everybody's just trying to kill, trying to kill human beings with this vaccine. Mm -hmm. And now, (laughs) and now that everybody is dying, Republicans are like, oh, at their, like, deathbed and their wish. They're like, oh, I wish I would have gotten that vaccine. No Republican mm-hmm. is telling this. But all the Republicans now are, like, flip-flopping and saying, oh, take the vaccine, take the vaccine, take the vaccine. But then... Now they're... Uh-huh, sorry. No, go ahead. I was going to say, now they're offering $100. Huh? Apparently, I'm... We didn't I get heard Cuomo... Some state. Yeah, some, some states, states are, are offering a hundred bucks to get the vaccine. What did Shantique said? They said they offering washing sets. <laughs> <laughs> some people would pay for a washing set, but no. Listen, I mean, uh, and but that's pushing people who are Republican or conservative or whatever they want to call themselves nowadays, patriots, apparently. Patriots. It's pushing them further away because they're like, oh, look at people like making you bargain and, and do X, Y, Z. I mean, there's a lot of things at play. There's the Republican Party who don't want to do it, and then there's also the black and brown community who don't trust it. So there's so much going on at play in terms of this vaccine that now we're at a point where businesses have made the decision you cannot come in here. Mm-hmm. You cannot do X, Y, and Z unless you're vaccinated. So I was saying earlier, um, I believe it was actually home or somebody, I was like, we're going to be in a war because now we're about to get to the point where people are going to be like, oh, you can't come into this club or you can't come to this dinner or you can't come to this. You can't do anything because you're not vaccinated. So for me, sorry, y'all, that was the weed pen. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to be slick. We need to hit it. Um, but I mean, so that's what that's what we are, and I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing. But I do expect some riots. Some rioting. Riot. I, I do expect people yeah. to hey. get crazy. And listen, they're going to riot and break into things and blame it on They've Black Lives Matter. Like yeah. they did last They've been rioting. Yeah. Did y'all hear about this um, protest that was happening in like Midtown today? No. no. Right? Okay. It, I saw it on Twitter and it was like, why is this not getting any traction? And it was like, basically, coal miners from Alabama are protesting outside of... Please don't come to New York and spread your disease Well, that too. from Alabama, but first they're, of all. They're, they're, they're protesting because they want better protection and better pay for working in these mines. Mm-hmm. 
and mm-hmm. you know. Okay, but well, talk I to Alabama. Yeah, talk Why to your state legislature because the, the corporation. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're they're outside the corporate building. But they don't. They're stupid and they don't understand that. Like you have to talk to your state legislator before you can even come to New York City. I don't know. They're I, fucking. I, the only reason why I brought it up because I was just like. I saw on Twitter, it was like, why is this not, like, a thing? Or why haven't I heard about this? Not that I really care, but, yeah. you know, people have the right. Do you, boo? I mean, that's the thing. No one, mm. and that is the point we're making. No one's infringing on your rights. You can do what you want, but you right. aren't absolved you, from consequences. Right, you that, will catch the smoke. You, you, Very well, well, you can do that. I mean, listen, a lot of people are having a lot of comments. Like, for instance, the baby. He's the baby, not my baby or anybody at this podcast, baby, but the baby. <laughs> what is the problem? The, well, yeah. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> duh, baby. Duh, yeah. duh, baby. Duh, Y'all, baby. I was lost for weeks. Duh, well, Brandon's duh, a grandpa. Was, yeah. <laughs> I was like, baby. Dua Lipa is pregnant with the baby? Dua Lipa well, with I'll the show, baby? Well, I'll show you. <laughs> I was literally walking across the gym just like, Dua Lipa with the baby. <laughs> Dua Lipa's pregnant, Thinking she's pregnant. Well, like, yes, baby, bitch, you better, no, you, better, no. you better get in labor. The baby's penis did leak online, and Yikes. it's unfortunate that it's so big and that he's a big idiot. It's um, sour. Oh, let me Google. It's big. Right now, it's huge. Okay, what is big? Right the now. baby's dick. The baby oh, with the penis. This sounds it's very weird. The baby. I'm googling it right now. The baby. Anyway, so no, his, his comments. No, you're gonna get no, flagged for right, like see child it. pornography. I'll, I'll send it to you on Twitter where you won't get flagged. No, this is my personal phone, not my work phone. That no. They go. They go. Bust up in the when you take the it off the podcast. It's baby over. with the penis. Okay. Oh, the baby nudes. Okay. Okay. Oh, okay. You're gonna oh, get no. on the black. Uh, the what is it? The dark web. The dark. Yeah, you gotta <laughs> no. get on that. I go to so private. So the it, baby. It brings up what you just mentioned, Earl. Like, yeah, you can say whatever the hell you want. <laughs> Guess everyone. Braden found the picture, oh, and the baby has an arm. A he, third one. He is a third arm. It's humongous. It's humongous. I might have to slide in his DM. Well, no, no, it's no, gonna no. be hate canceled. <laughs> it's got, listen, she is canceled. This is what I'm trying to say. Go ahead, from mine. Like what you just mentioned. Like he can say whatever he wants, have his opinions, whatever he wants. But <laughs> you are not free from consequences, sis. Yeah, Boohoo Men dropped him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dua Lipa. Yeah, literally. She when, took the, the, that remix. When we were listening, when we were streaming. cleaning um, yesterday, and wow. we were listening to the song, and his it, verse was cut. Bitch, I hi. appreciate Dua Lipa's like, comment, her proactive yeah. comment. Mm-hmm. To come out against Madonna, and then also, Madonna. Chris Brown, Elton Brown, John, Elton John. Chris, Chris, Chris Brown took a break. No, you can't be like no. This. Chris Brown took a be- <laughs> took a break from what he was doing. And listen, even though Chris Brown, um, listen, I don't want to absolve because Chris Brown has a wow. set of problems. Yeah, his, his, and, and, his and, own, and that. Yeah. But listen, the baby did make some comments. Uh, just for our listeners out there who might not know, it might be a little bit lost because some of you might not even know who the fuck the baby is. <laughs> I did um, Right. <laughs> The, the baby made comments against um, HIV and basically tying it to the LGBTQ community. He also said if women and their genitalia tasted like water, that he you could put your cell phone up. He said that <sighs> if people, uh, if you're not HIV positive because you're not gross or nasty, put your phone up. And then he said if you're not uh, giving fellatio to another man, why am I being so polite? Yeah, I'm if you out really here well. sucking fellatio. dick, I said if you out there sucking dick in the parking lot. Um, he said, "Don't put your hands up." Uh, right. Then he, his response was, "Well, my real gay friends, they not nasty. They ain't got HIV. And my real like, gay what? friends are not nasty. They don't suck dick in the parking lot. They get themselves a room." All I have what? to say is, "The baby sucking dick in the parking lot is real specific, sis." And it's real. And that's why how he know about that. How he know? How he know? Because that's that's a move that only gays know. So I just want to know. 
if he got his dick sucked up. Well, well, that's not, why Lil Nas, yeah, Lil Nas said, uh-huh. "Welcome to the family. <laughs> we get it. You're gay." Yeah. Well, Lil Nas, honestly, so boozy. If anyone don't know who Lil Boozy is, please oh Google God. it. He should honestly be arrested because he had an older woman sleep with his younger son because mm-hmm. he, he did not want him to be gay. So FBI, if you're listening to this podcast, please arrest Lil Boozy. Um, <laughs> but Lil Boozy said that anyone in his family who's gay, he will hire a female to turn them straight because that's how it works. So he actually did that I for guess. his, for his <laughs> Yep, because he knows. That's how it works. Yep, Speaking for his, from a person who's been through conversion therapy. Talk about it. It does not Work. Nope, strictly dickly. Even conversion therapy does not oh, I work. I can't wait for that documentary. Strictly dickly. My documentary that's oh, coming no. out. Bell. Listen, wait, we're in, strictly dickly. We're in we're in <laughs> progress with DNR Studios and Rehab Entertainment. <laughs> to produce, we that. are producing um a, my a documentary. Strictly dickly documentary. Brandon, you know I'm in the dark Ray world, so if you want to make this happen, like <laughs> let me talk to Miss Soledad and Miss Soledad. Miss Soledad. Okay. Well, we might not have Miss Soledad. On this episode, but we do have Violet Tchotchke, oh! who is a fucking superstar RuPaul's Drag Race winner. Season seven. Yes. And the it, iconic, the legendary. Adam's about to pass out on this podcast. Right. Yes. Winner of RuPaul's Drag Race season seven, Violet Tighter, 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 Anyway, she's coming up next. We'll be right back. These girls are falling dominoes. They they call me Dynamo, but I be yelling Domino. So you about to undergo Daenerys in a game of zone. No, I'm not no common hoe. So sliding down a rabbit hole. What? And they be slain. I slay these bitches double dutch. And they be slain. I slay these bitches double dutch. Hey, Pride fam, the wait is over. Pride the podcast officially has merch. So get swagged out with your Pride t-shirts, totes, stickers, and so much more coming to dnrstudios.com. So show your Pride 365. Welcome back, y'all. Hi, guys. I'm so excited for this. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. We have the drag queen superstar, the doll, that bitch, Violet Tchotchke. (laughs) (laughs) What is up, Violet? Hi, everyone. Hi. How the hell are you? Girl, we are (laughs) hanging in there. I have had... A busy day. I'm so happy to be speaking with you guys, though. Yeah. What did you so What much. did you do today? I just been looking at videos of myself all day. Okay. Oh, that, listen, so I guess it's exhausting. It's it. so busy. Yo, I, totally I just um, released a track today, a music video. You so sure I did. Congratulations doing... on that. Thank you. Congrats. Yeah, featuring press and things. That's amazing. Congratulations. And it's with uh, featuring Lex, right? Yes, yes, featuring LEX. I mean, to be honest, she really carried the entire track. She's such a genius <laughs> songwriter and vocalist, and she really killed it. So she, I, I owe a lot of uh, a lot of it to her. She is the moment. I love that. She love is that. the vibe. She is the moment. I mean, come on now. Will there be a music video to accompany this track? Oh yes, and yes. it came out. It came out today. Oh, it came out today. Yes. Oh, bitch, yes. she's behind. I'm it's sorry. <laughs> it is fr- I mean, it just came out like a couple hours ago, so you're fine. Listen, okay, perfect. I'm, I'm, I've been a, I've been following like the January sixth mm. subpoena committee and like <laughs> all of that bullshit. So apologies for not knowing <laughs> that Violet Trotsky has dropped her video. 
radio. I'm dealing with Republican so bullshit. <laughs> no, I know, girl. She's booked and black. So, busy. so <laughs> Violet, listen, I want to start at the beginning um, of how you just came to be. Like, tell us where you came from. Tell us about your life just for people out there who may not know. Oh, God. Okay, that is a loaded <laughs> question. And you can make it simple. And Start from the take, day you were born. Yeah, if you need to take a Xanax before you answer, feel free. Feel free, because we might need to. I well. love. Well, I came out of the womb wearing custom Christian Louboutin. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's right. Uh, you know, better. That's right. <laughs> you know, the rest is history. I love it. I um, think that no, I went to Catholic school, K through 12. Oh, wow. So I always had, like, gender-specific roles, and I had a uniform, so clothing and gender it was always like really closely related for me mm-hmm. and so I started kind of asking questions about gender as it relates to clothing and you know then religion has a time with that with being uh, Catholic school and so it all sort of culminated in me you know trying on my sister's homecoming dress in her closet while literally while she was out and then uh, it just kind of snowballed from there and then Drag Race happened, and now I sort of get to do what I want and be the artist that I always sort of pictured in my mind. So but I'm very we- fortunate. I'm very lucky. It's yeah. been a wild ride for sure. When was that specific moment that you thought, oh, I am meant to do drag? I'm meant to be drag superstar. Um, I think when I was first sort of exploring the internet truly, like I was on Tumblr a lot, like I was oh definitely a child of the internet. And I would just be scrolling on Tumblr. And I remember seeing, like discovering Betty Page, discovering Divine, mm-hmm. seeing sort of just like visual drag and queer art on Tumblr. And then I remember wanting to go see it in person and going out to like local shows in Atlanta, which is where I'm, I'm from. And I remember just being really underwhelmed with all of the local drag <laughs> that I was seeing. Shout out to Nicole Page Brooks. Yeah, uh, yes! Nicole Page Brooks. Has everyone seen my picture? My mama's picture. Miss <laughs> Shauna That's, Brooks. Uh, she's she's my drag family now. But at the time, I was Love. like, none of these local performers are the kind of drag that I would like to see in a club. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was like, mm-hmm. okay, well, why don't you just be the queen that you'd want to go see at a club? And that's wow. sort of how it started. And then I just started dressing up and going out for fun. And I was getting lots of attention and free drinks. And like, I was <laughs> like, you know, 18 at the I time. Think, or whatever. Yeah. So I was I, underage drinking. Had, right. oh, I was going to sure. say, I read you had a we fake had ID. We had that in common. Oh, yeah. I was a bad girl. Yeah. I was known as like notoriously the girl with the fake ID. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Why wasn't that your drag name? It, it could have been. I mean, there was a there was a gray area, a gray period where I was like, I don't know who I am. I don't know what I'm going to call myself. <laughs> just the bad girl. Um, so, yeah. And then I just, I guess I just love attention. And then it just, I was like, I'm going to do this. So. So how did you come up it. with Violet Chachki? Um, Before Violet, I was just going by Blair, period. Blair. And I got Blair from Blair Waldorf from Gotham. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Been watching the new one. It's great. Yeah, I literally watched it today. Cute. Mm-hmm. The new one's crazy. I have to catch up on last night's episode. It's crazy. But when I, you do, let me know. I'm last not night's into was, it. Last night's episode was out of control. I watched I'm it today and my mouth was it. open. Have you watched any of it's it? It's so yeah. unrealistic, honestly. It I'm is. like, okay, these teachers. These teachers are, like, are out of control. Like, what? 
yeah. <laughs> but so I got it from Blair because I really like a dark haired, sort of semi bitchy, very well dressed, confident, sexy woman. That's sort of the women that I've always really been drawn to and inspired by. Well, so, you give, I was going to say that is, right. uh, yeah, that is giving what you were supposed to give. Yeah. <laughs> That's giving what it needed to give. Right. Yeah. right. Exactly. Like if I was straight, which I kind of am. Oh, okay. God. Here he goes with this again. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you yeah. would definitely be my girl. Okay. <laughs> Love that. That's so flattering. Yeah. Um, and so there's this movie called Bound starring Jennifer Tilly and Shmigger mm-hmm. Sean. And they play lesbians, and it's really, it's like really glam. It's a, a fabulous lesbian sex scene in the movie. But Jennifer Tilly's character is named Violet, mm-hmm. and she's just that same archetype that like well dressed, confident. This in this instance, she's queer and sort of bitchy and knows what she wants, and she's sexy. And they steal all of Violet's husband's money, mob money, in mm-hmm. the movie, and they run away together. She runs away with Gina Gershon. So I was like, that's the name, Violet. Um, <laughs> that movie and was then Tchotchke is Yiddish for like a decorative object. And I collect Tchotchkes. So wow. she's the only collectible. Just, right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So it just sort of works out that I, it translates to like purple knickknacks, really. Hey, I I love that. So I love that. (laughs) So we're fast forward, and obviously, um, you became a part of RuPaul's Drag Race, and I have to tell you, we've been rewatching that season, and. I mean, your pussy was hot from the moment you walked in the door. I have to say, like when you no, it was la, so la. it was so good. Because yeah, when you from arrived, the first episode, from the from first the episode, yeah. did you know that how far Miles and no disrespect to any of the other queens that were there? How yeah, far they were all fabulous too. But you were in talent from everyone else. Did you just know the did moment you, know you walked down your... that runway <laughs> and Carson almost fell over? Did you get it at that moment? Like I got this. I I. Was like, oh, I've got this until Miss Fame walked in the door. And mm. I was like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was like feeling really, really good until she came in. And I was like, well, that, I got to take her out now. <laughs> um, but Atlanta drag scene is very competitive. It's very yeah. cutthroat. Yeah. It's very like top dog behavior. And you have to sort of have a poker face and sh- show strength, even just to get bookings. Yeah. At least that's how it was when I was growing up. Um, in in Atlanta as a young a young drag, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, I mean, I was pretty confident in my abilities, and I think that's kind of part of drag, like inherently. Like, I think nobody wants to see a non confident drag queen. Like, right, right, right. So nothing's I worse. Think... No one needs to see that booger. <laughs> no. Oh no! Yeah. <laughs> Did you know from day one going in that you were going to win? I like told myself I was I mean I was definitely like manifesting it and like visualizing it every day and I I mean I definitely was like you know playing the game and like making sure I had a good storyline and like but like it was the most chaotic like mind game thing ever so you really have no clue what's like it doesn't matter how well you play the game or how fabulous you are whatever like it's a tv show right it's really yeah it's it's really not like a fair competition if you want to really get down to it. Oh, like, for sure. Yeah. So let's get to that. So you bring <laughs> up you bring up the storyline, which is like the a behind the scenes moment. What is something mm-hmm. for our listeners that you can like um, 
give insight to like Brain how wants the tea. Develop. I kind of want the tea. I <laughs> know, like, uh, like girl, just say it. I was gonna say, I, yeah, I'm trying to I, be, want, I want the nitty gritty tea. I'm yeah. just like, how do you like in, in terms of storyline? Are you, how are you asking develop, like how much like how much producers were? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Guiding oh, well, the ship. We, yeah, and how I mean, it, it and how much your influence I guess like who I. I it's hard to say. Like, even I have trouble understanding how the machine of drag race works. Like, even down to casting, I'm like, because you, and then you get in your head, I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, okay, the only reason I got cast on this ep- this season is because they want me, like, I'm the bitch. I'm the villain. I'm like, I got cast mm-hmm. as the villain. Mm-hmm. I'm the bitchy one. And the skinny and, like, one. That's what's going. <laughs> that's why I'm here. Like, that's why I got cast. And like, mm. this is all in my mind. Like, there's no one ever really, like, validated these feelings but like i'm just sort of yeah sensing that i'm cast as like a bitchy villain right it's like i'm fine with that so (laughs) (laughs) you know like someone's got to do it yeah so (laughs) you sort of lean into that perception a bit if you want to play the game and and make the producers happier if if you think that's what's gonna make the producer like it's just such a mind game honestly like that's how i went into i was like okay i'm being cast as the villain i need to sort of play into that if mm-hmm. I want to stick around a while. But like I am naturally, you know, pretty severe. So it wasn't <laughs> right. like hard for me. It wasn't hard for me to just like be myself. That's and, like, a nice way of putting it. Severe. <laughs> I mean I was going to say talented, but we love the word severe. <laughs> yeah. We're not gonna be shady, just fierce. Just right. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, do you feel uh, like the approach do you feel like the producers because obviously i'm sure you know there's been a lot of scrutiny on season seven of it not being the most popular drag race season mm-hmm. do you feel like the producers didn't help that do, do, what do you feel played into the reason why it became such a as they say quote unquote an unpopular season well i think if this about a lot of the seasons i think the producers get caught up in producing a television show mm-hmm. and they lose sight of what make made it so great in the first place which is like really this is our these are our lives like this is not it's not like the bachelor or like mm-hmm. you know right. some other show like we these are our fucking lives these are real people this is like truly what everyone these people are passionate about and you have to let them shine in their own way mm-hmm. right and they i feel like a lot of times they forget that as producers like look we got it like we like we bring we bring it like mm-hmm. no matter yeah. what like you could put us in a room and just put a camera on it and like Ten queens <laughs> in a room doing themselves is going to be fucking entertaining. Exactly. I mean, right. that's, that's what we why do. Yeah. I've always thought and said that like Drag Race needs right. to take the whole like top model approach and the Project Runway. Right, and you see like behind the scenes, like see y'all in a house together, just like kiki kiki kiki. Right. And do you think that would help would or hinder? That. Right. Well, they do untucked. That's no, bullshit. but that's that's, that's too still kumbaya. Too that's produced. still produced. Yeah. You know, okay. like I want to see yeah. the raw More reality. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I want to see like, the real. It's the challenges for my season. It was like the challenges were just not good. Like they no. just were not. The skits yeah. were so bad. Yeah, <laughs> and then you had a bunch of talented people mm-hmm. trying to make, you know, turn water into wine. Mm-hmm. Just like yeah. crap. They're give, They're making us do these like shitty challenges. Yeah, and it's like on our shoulders to turn it into Emmy award winning material, and it's just like not realistic are yeah. you telling me that you didn't so like people you didn't like the challenge where you were a flight attendant and you were tighter 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 
actually, well, that one, that challenge was really good. It was yeah. good. Obviously, it was good because your waist is literally one inch. <laughs> I mean, I'm, they, they definitely wrote that for me, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, 100%. Wait, so how big is your waist? <laughs> Now or then? <laughs> I, I want to know now. Then and now. Actually, I want to know both. I want to know both. I want to know both. What you were like one inch before, um, and now you're like just pizza. Oh, we love that. So, yeah. are you like a thick queen now? I mean, I like to think that I'm never just going to be one thing. Oh, um, we love like, as a who PR you. This is a great answer, girl. Yeah, you better spin that. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I, you know, I like having a fat ass, right? Like, yeah, wow. come on, fat ass. She got that BBL. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, you give, you give, and you take. You win and you lose. Like sometimes, like, like I'm about to go on tour again, so I do need to sort of fit back into all my custom couture. Mm -hmm. So, but then, like, you know, getting a little thickums when I'm off is kind of nice. Like, I like existing in multitudes and. The human body is a fabulous muscle, mm -hmm. I love so it. it gets to do what it needs to do. I love that. That's a great answer. I love that. Ain't because, nothing wrong with a little cushion. And because mm -mm. I think that I think that people in society think you have to be skinny and you have to look this way, and it's like all body types are positive, and mm -hmm. no matter how you look, you should feel beautiful in that body and exactly. not be judged by people. And that's why I I love that, and I love that you said that, and I hope that our listeners out there hear that. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. again, it's about confidence, like. Bitch, if you, what's that line from Party Monster? If you got a hunchback, throw a little glitter, glitter on, on it. Yeah. yeah. Let's go dancing. Yeah. <laughs> I know that's right. I want to know what was your favorite moment in Drag Race? And it can definitely be some like team behind the scenes. Did y'all like prank each other or like stuff oh, like did that? Anybody, did anybody or did you hook up? Oh, uh, hook up. Because <laughs> <laughs> we nasty. No kai kai. <laughs> No kai kai. No um, there was one queen who hooked up with a production assistant. <gasps> who? Supposedly, I can't. I don't. It's online, girl. You can Google. Oh, it. Well, then I'm why can't you just say it right, right here? Now. Why can't you just say it right uh, here if it's online? She, don't put that on her. Right. She's like, I can't be held responsible. Don't put right, that on her. Right. Right. I'm right. 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 It is. It is common knowledge in the on the Reddit. How do we miss this so, team? Um, <laughs> but now there's no male PAs allowed on Drag Race after that. Really? Wow. How sexist. Yes. That's actually more interesting. Ooh, that's a scandal over there. That I love is. that. So, okay, well, there go my dreams. Me and Adam work in production like pretty consistently, and I've been like, oh man, I really want to be on the like production team of RuPaul's Drag Race, and so that's very interesting to hear. It's intense. I mean, mm. I definitely got into fights with PAs before on set. Yeah, I've yeah. heard I've heard stories of uh, what were your fights about? Getting into fights. Um, you're not allowed to talk like when cameras are not rolling, they tell you like hard eye, they're like mm -hmm. shushing mm -hmm. you the whole time. What? Cause like, it's their job to keep us quiet so that, cause you know, Queens are going to talk about, you know, everything, the mm -hmm. competition. I'm pretty and, like, sure that violates the second amendment of the constitution. <laughs> not Literally. you sign the contract. <laughs> right. Not when you sign not a contract. Not when you sign a contract and an NDA. Basically. I think mm -hmm. the constitution overrides a contract. It okay, this is coming out of a Trump era, so yeah. uh, kind of everything's yeah. off okay, the table. Okay, fine. Election was stolen. Fine. Right. <laughs> Brain's Republican, if you didn't notice. The bear, brain is <laughs> fucking not Republican. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, you, but yeah. having a grown woman or man or whoever tell you to shut to up Ooh. as a grown Ooh. human, I'm like, girl, no. I'm mad I mean, right like, now. I what, like, <laughs> you cannot tell me to be quiet. I'm sorry. I'm just gonna right. Keep that makes like, my no body sense. Won't do that. 
So I want to uh, bring something up. So first of all, I just want to say I'm a huge fan. I'm so geeked up right now. Like, I can't <laughs> believe I'm speaking with you. So you want me to pinch you, Adam? I know. It's like, this is so surreal. Um, <clears throat> because you were my uh, pick for the Fantasy Dragon League that we play. And I was like, I got her from the jump. I was like, that's my bitch right there. So, And I won. Bloop. So thanks. He, he, did win some, he did win some money yep. behind you. I did. So, so yeah. you should split oh, it with her like Ginger did. you share that with me. Right. right. I'll, I'll, exactly. I'll Venmo you once right, I get right, it. Right, right, right. <laughs> Um, so, yeah, so you and your queens and your fellow cast, I think we're one of the first few that, like, introduced the concept of aesthetics. Because mm-hmm. I feel like, yeah, you were maybe one of the first queens that I heard say that on Drag Race. So what does it feel like being, like, a catalyst for mixing, like, high drag or high fashion with drag? Because before, I feel like before it was a lot of ready-to-wear, you know, off-the-rack and then oh, no, off the rack. and that's you know no shade you gotta do what you gotta do no listen Nordstrom right. Rack all I is saw great. was Juju B in her mall dress oh, which I, said that. I, I love, love Juju. Juju so much oh. Oh. <laughs> I got so upset but yeah I just wanted to know how you feel about high you know fashion bringing in high well, fashion um, I mean I think it's kind of like overdue I think drag queens have always inspired the fashion world and Amen. I think it's mm-hmm. time that the fashion world recognizes drag as I would say drag is one of the most creative things you could possibly do because you're coming up with, you know, everything, a new Mm -hmm. persona. Like you're basically giving birth to a new human being, how they walk, how they talk, how they Mm -hmm. dress, how they act, how they sound, Mm -hmm. how they dance, how they move, how they do their hair, like every single thing. So it's almost more work just for one person than like, you know, a fashion house is going to have a whole team of people. So I think it's about time that there's like, a mutual respect between mm-hmm. the drag world and the fashion world. And I'm happy to be, you know, I wouldn't, I don't know if I'd call it a catalyst, but <laughs> I'm happy to be, you know, have a few people in the fashion world that, that definitely have that mutual respect for me. And it feels amazing. And Violet, yeah, because... did you, sorry. No, go ahead. Mm-hmm. I was just going to ask Violet, did you have a team going into Drag Race to help you develop mm. these aesthetics? Or did it so just come all in your from brain. you? That is a fabulous question. I feel well, like I can ask it again. <laughs> <laughs> um, I had, so I've had three drag mothers in the past. First okay. one was this woman called Siobhan Scott, mm-hmm. and that only lasted for a few months. And then I had Dax exclamation point. Oh uh, my yeah. god! And, of course, we yes. love Dax. And so, Dax was more like my party girl. She was really more like my drunk aunt. Like we would just go out <laughs> together a lot. That yeah. would be me. That'd be me. Yeah, <laughs> party. And then my third drag mother, Genre Monster, who I, I don't know if she does drag anymore, honestly, but she was the one who sort of helped me make costumes. Okay. Um, okay. And on the on the cheap cheap, like we are talking very affordable, and we would go to Absolutely. like there's this discount fabric store in Atlanta called Fine Fabrics, mm-hmm. and it's the only fabric store really, and it's like dollar ninety nine a yard of fabrics, and okay. we would sort of put all the looks together, and so I would basically just have her sew all of them, and then when I found that I was on Drag Race, we sort of threw my package together with whatever money I could scrape up. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I had her um, and she helped me make my really infamous tartan reveal look. That's mm. like, I need to collect I, Iconic. 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 Yeah. Carson's reaction <laughs> yeah, <that one>. was <laughs> everything. Uh, 
<laughs> so so that... that's actually a reference of an Alexander Vautier cat suit. So it was like in my in my brain, yes, like I came up with all the concepts, but I did have a little bit of help executing them here and there. Like I wore a lot of vintage on Drag Race. Like mm-hmm. I, oh, I love that. was wearing thrift store. Like I used to thrift all. I mean, I still do. I'm like basically a hoarder. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. And that's where I got Same. the tchotchkes from. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I was wearing a lot of vintage and secondhand that was like altered or, or whatever. And it, it definitely, everything I wear is either my design or like my hands have physically done it. Oh. So I'm very heavily involved in the process. And I think that's why I like it and, and kind of how I think it should be. Um but yeah because that was gonna lead me to my next question about like you know the queens nowadays are having to bankrupt (laughs) themselves to get ready for take out loans yeah and then especially for all stars now they've got to you know sell their first child Mm -hmm. right so it's like do you think it's kind of an unfair advantage for queens who have the ability to Mm -hmm. spend that much money as opposed to you know some queens who i'm like i i make all my shit myself you know Mm -hmm. well I think it's unfair that Drag Race is an Emmy award-winning show and there's not a budget allocated for contestants. Wow. Very that. Wow. Very that. That's very true. <laughs> wow. Pew, 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 pew. <laughs> <laughs> but that is an amazing point. Give the girls point. some budget. I mean, I just think people don't understand how much it truly costs. It, of course. Yeah, yes. it's crazy. Are you ta- you're talking so, about costumes. You're talking about makeup. You're talking about hair, wigs. You're talking shoes. about shoes. You're talking about everything. And then not to mention the mental toll that it's taking on each of you every day, which people People don't account for that cost. I mean, You're it's talking about money, therapy. But it's like, yeah, the amount of time it takes to practice everything. Like, yeah. it's a full-time job. <laughs> yeah. That, with that being said, I also believe, like, no no amount of money and rhinestones and feathers and all of that is going to help you really to mm-hmm. win or to do well or whatever. I mean, it definitely feels mm-hmm. nice to have nice things. But, like, it's kind of like you either got it or you don't. You can't buy talent. For me. I know that's true. Um, A little, another behind the scenes question I want to ask you. So (laughs) how intense was that scene really with Pearl and RuPaul? And also Mm. is Pearl single and can you introduce me because I want it? uh, (laughs) Oh God. That's a loaded question. Um, Pearl is with a mountain man on a stunning RV that they have completely renovated. Are they looking for a third? I'm looking for a Maybe a third wheel, <laughs> literally. I'll, I'll, be a, yeah. I'll be a whole tire if they want me to. Yeah, honey. Not a tire. Sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> but, yes, uh, um, that moment in the workroom, honey, I don't know. Like, I was too worried about trying to be funny with Miss Fame. Like, I had <laughs> my own demons going on, you know? Yeah. Uh, I'm sure it was that intense because you can you can tell RuPaul was, you know, she was getting... She was like, a little... RuPaul is a real-ass bitch. Like, she's gonna... Yeah. I know she's I mean, upset. she's not the realest bitch, but there are moments <laughs> that you can see her be very real. I want to know yeah. more about that. Ah! Please elaborate. <laughs> we, Listen. No, I mean, you you see it. Like, she yelled at us during our season. Mm-hmm. I don't want to hear any fucking excuses. I don't want to hear any goddamn excuses. But what did she What did she say then. when the cameras weren't rolling? She's very professional. When the cameras aren't rolling, oh, she's she is. dancing. Mm. Mm. I don't believe that. <laughs> yeah. 
Because she, she wasn't there. very, like, professional. Right. Like, she doesn't talk unless the cameras are rolling. And, and really? It's, yes, I've yeah. heard that multiple times. They're like, if the cameras aren't rolling, like, then no one's speaking to Rue. Violet, did you ever have, like, a real connection with Rue then? Or did you, like, since the cameras were rolling and she could only speak, was it just, like, a fake persona? I mean, like, of... she would talk sometimes when the cameras weren't rolling. Just, like, you know, funny. And she would also sometimes stick up for us. Like, if the AC was not on, she'd be like, you have, you know, she'd kind of yell at production. Like, mm. she's not, like this like ridiculous cold person but she just mm. is like there to get a job done at the end of the day right so do so, you have a real connection with rupaul <laughs> no i mean i would say no i've seen her a few times after like i saw her at the met gala for right instance, yeah. yeah and it was just very brief and short and um you know it was kiss kiss i'm, mm -hmm. I'm forever mm -hmm. grateful to her and i've been inspired by her for so long and I can't imagine the struggles that she's had to go through being a fucking black drag queen in Hollywood. Right. How many doors had been slammed in her mm -hmm. face and like right. yeah. the process that she had to go through to get where she's at now. So like I sort of have to yeah. understand like, you know, she's been through a lot. I mean, I'm, I know because I'm dealing with a lot of people do not see drag as a valid art form still. So yeah. I'm having to deal with those which is notions crazy. now. Is so I can't imagine put in so much work, it. so much work, which is crazy well, for anybody to discredit. Violet, you know? you're continuing to put in the work with your upcoming tour, right? Yes. Can you tell Girl, our, a lot yes. more? Tell, tell our listeners a, a little lot bit. More me. I mean, I say that it's the largest production value of a solo touring drag queen how much ever. money okay Ooh, how much money how much money well the i'll tell you this much i i'm trying to get the basically broke even in europe because oh. i spent a lot of money on the costumes and that's amazing and, Violet. and i have you know ariel and all these different elements that you know that's the reason i do drag and that's the reason i do what i do because i want to you know do this crazy over-the-top Ziegfeld Follies or Busby Berkeley show and really, like we were talking about with the fashion world, elevate drag to that level. But it takes a lot of work and it does take a lot of money. Yeah. And so I'm just excited to get, to get back on the road again. And we're doing a little revamp of the show for the North American tour. And yeah, I mean, it's just a lot of work and doing, getting the insurance to do Ariel and just all of the little elements and all the little things that can go wrong. Like the more production value you add to a show, the mm. more things can happen that potentially could go wrong. So it's a lot of check marks to like make sure everything runs smoothly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I hear that. Um, well, you know, when you come to New York, we would love to see you. She gonna be here August twenty yeah, second. I know. Yeah. So you mentioned <laughs> you mentioned Ariel in the tour. What else kind of inside scoops can you give our listeners? What's gonna be happening um, in the show? It's really all things me. Literally, it's a lot more me. It's all things. Oh, me. bitch, said it's I, all literally. Me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've toured. All over the world with one of the biggest touring drag shows, um, Works the World, and mm -hmm. one of the biggest yes. touring burlesque shows, a lot more, or not a lot more, me, <laughs> touring burlesque shows, uh, Art of the Tees with Dita Von Tees. So I've sort of been touring for so long, you know, under someone else's creative direction, someone else's creative vision. And this is really the first time that I've gotten to do what I want to do and really make the show about how I see my drag and, and how I want drag to be presented. And, and that 
again, goes back to that level of elevating it. Um, so it's, it's really all facets of my drag character. There's like a heavy fashion influence. There's a heavy burlesque influence. There's a heavy circus influence. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I think the one thing that um, people will not really be expecting is there, I do sort of interact more with the audience. And I mm-hmm. think people are just really not used to hearing me speak that much because I'm not one of those like, you know, talk to the camera girls. And um, mm-hmm. I sort of saved that for my private life. But when I'm at my show, it is really special that people came just to see just me. And so I do get out there and, and try to be funny. And I have a few cocktails and we kind of shoot the shit. And I feel like that's a really special part of the show that I yeah. don't think people expect from me. Well, anytime you want to speak more, you are more than welcome to come back on Pride the Podcast. Yes. Because... Yeah, of course. <laughs> we, we love you so much I would here. love to hear more about the aerialist um, aspect of the show. Uh, we have a mutual friend. Chris, shout out to Christy Tizel. She's an aerialist. Mm-hmm. And I know she went to, to circus school and everything. Um, were you always interested in aerials or was that something that came like after Drag Race and then you fell into it and fell in love with it? Um, I started doing aerial... In 2013, before Drag Race, okay. I was doing Ariel Silks. And yes. I think the thing that I like most about it is that it's a really, really great workout. And it's mm-hmm. really, really beautiful. Yeah. Oh, my so, God. Yeah. Yes. Both Just of going those. back to, like, aesthetics, like, it's a really beautiful way to get a full body workout. Um, and you're sort of learning a new trade. So that's sort of what attracted me to it. And then incorporating it into my drag numbers. And then after that, I learned Lyra, and, mm-hmm. which is the Ariel Hoop. Yes. Mm-hmm. And now I'm really into getting custom apparatuses made. Like, that's my new favorite, like, custom thing. So I had a, what I would call the cock rocket. And it's like a dick-shaped rocket ship. Uh, Oh, what? It's crazy. (laughs) I can only do it in, like, really big theaters because it requires Uh, a, like, motor. I love it. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, that's kinky. It's really intense and crazy. So I was doing that on the Work the World Tour. And that's one of my favorite moments for sure. That sounds amazing. I want to. I, I would like to see that. I was gonna say, is that gonna be <laughs> yeah. part of this North American tour? No, because it requires a motor and it requires three people to operate it. It's like just, well, listen, you have four people tour, so on the line like, right now who are available, and oh. we could help you operate that. <laughs> like I said, I am a PA. I need so. honey. It is a lot to to drag a giant dick-shaped rocket ship Sounds fabulous. I'm in. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds crazy. Let's do it. But there is a new custom aerial apparatus that will be a part of the show, Mm -hmm. and I don't want to give too much away, but I haven't even seen... It's being made right now, so I haven't even seen exactly what direction um, the people who are making it have gone in, but it's it's custom. It's one of a kind, and it's going to be a part of North American leg. Amazing. This is so awesome. she can actually be here in New York like three days after my birthday. So Let's, we should we're going to come see we you, Violet. We we're going to come see yeah, you. Yeah, you have to. We are. It's gonna be we're at Webster Hall in New York. Oh, oh come on, Webster Hall. We know Webster. And we'll, we have, Webster we'll have a little Hall. drink. If you're still into the partying, Violet, we'll get a little oh, drink yeah. and like, turn up, girl. You know <laughs> oh, no. There's an official after party right after the show. We're there. Perfect. In New York. <laughs> we live in afters. And there's going to be performances, more performances and DJs, and it's going to be a whole, a whole, like, a full night. So Her. get a nap in before you okay. come. 
absolutely. <laughs> we have Get my to. disco nap. Um, so, Violet, before we let you go, um, I'll, we literally, like Adam said, we are so geeked. We are so honored to have you here. What do you have planned for the future? Are you looking into maybe doing any acting in the future, or you're just going to continue touring? What are you? What are your future plans? Oh, I would love to do some acting. I've actually been auditioning for things, but okay. I just haven't caught a cast. <laughs> well, um, it's it's a journey. It's, it's a, I was going to say, it's a, it's a journey, honey. Well, mm-hmm. I like when people reach out to me and they're like, hey, we specifically want you to audition. Because then it feels like, okay, they know who I am. They know mm-hmm. the kind of drag that I give. Mm-hmm. And I kind of want like roles sort of tailored for me in that way. Yeah. But yeah. Girl, this, a casting couch look is it's not a good look for me. So if y'all, <laughs> oh, me, I hear you, that. Have the have the idea ready to go, and if it fits my drag aesthetic, like I'm, I'm more than game to do mm-hmm. that. I have so many interests. I mean, I I really I went to design school. I mean, I dropped out before before I could graduate. To, There's no to need drag, for a degree. I, uh, when you're school in life. To, yeah, I, I was. I mean, I was thinking about going back to school before I got on Drag Race, so that was sort of my backup plan. And so, um, going back to school for fashion design. So I'm thinking I might do some sort of. There's so many ideas and so much in the works, but that's some sort of fashion moment is definitely going to happen in the future. I'm not sure when, but it's It'll definitely happen. Gonna happen. No Manifesting, doubt. put no it doubt. in the universe. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I love it. Well, Violet, thank you so much for joining us and taking time out of your busy schedule to come and keep so with us. So busy. Oh my god! <laughs> I know you were looking at yourself all day. All day. There's a lot going on. I'm booked. I love it. So yeah, anytime you want to come back, we would love to have you on. Yes. And when thank yeah. you guys so much, and we'll come see and you in your tour. Yes. On your tour. Yes, I will see you guys in New York. Yes, Perfect. big night. Also, congratulations on Mistress Violet coming out today. Yes. Featuring Miss Allie X. It is on my YouTube channel. You can stream it on Spotify. I am so happy with how it turned out. So thank you guys for the love. Oh, fabulous. We love you so much here. Love you, girl. Thank you so much, Violet. Thank you so much, Violet. Bye. Hey everyone, it's Mr. Braden Bradley, and us at Pry the Podcast want to hear from you. So be sure to call us at 844-25-PRIDE or tweet us at Pride the Series, or just write us a little old email at prideTheSeries at gmail.com. Can't wait to hear from you. I confess I'm becoming obsessed with the feminine and divine. I'm somewhat addicted to being depicted The bitch with the whip and the Dior tights I know how to roll them up So sheer, so delicate Pink side panties, lacy padding Ooh, that is sexy That just makes me want to be Chatter, 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 chatter Oh my gosh That was amazing I was so geeked but Why she are was you so sweet. her biggest fan? Well, I don't know Because when the season 7 promo aired I was like uh, immediately just drawn to her. I was just like, "Wow! Like, oh my god! Like, she's beautiful. Bo- she's gorgeous. Yeah, she's like confident." And I don't know. And then as soon as the season started, it was like she was just slaying, 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 just mm-hmm. like. And so every week during the fantasy league, I was always like, "Violet, I want Violet," and yeah. I would win. So I was like, "Okay, well, I'm just gonna keep Violet." 
And then at the finale, it was like the three of us had to choose a queen. Luckily, I ended up with Violet, and she won. <laughs> and so I won. Do you think that she should have won her season? Yeah. 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 Um, if not her, then I feel like Ginger would have been like a nice. Oh, like, Ginger. That's right. Yeah. I yeah. actually like Katya also on that season. Yeah. And see, Love okay, Katya. when we were discussing, when you were like, you know, it was, it is known as like the least popular season. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's crazy because it is kind of crazy. Several of those queens have now gone on to do huge Kennedy things. Davenport. Yeah. Kennedy, and Trixie, what, it was Pearl? Katya, I really Pearl, think what Violet fame. said is she was just like, the challenges that they were given were just kind of really shitty. Well, like really it was dumb. like yeah. a, a fault on the producers. Like yeah. that a group of really talented girls and just not great producers. And it, it kind of started with the promo because if you remember it was just them against a white wall mm-hmm. and it, they were mm-hmm. all in like I think they were in white and maybe like a piece of red or something and it was just like because I remember like uh, Jonathan Valdez was like was there no budget this season? Like where is the budget? I like, thought the budget was supposed to be getting bigger. Right. Because there was six a budget. Promo. It was just called laziness. I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love I that her that. name is basically Purple Knickknacks. Purple Knickknacks. <laughs> <laughs> that is funny. I <laughs> no, love she was that. so sweet, so kind. Literally, that's yeah. my like that's my aesthetic of my apartment, to be right. honest. Just it, like yours purple. is blue knickknacks. And my it is indigo. navy indigo. Indigo knickknacks. <laughs> Love it. Love Mine that. is like pink hole. Uh, 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 I'm sorry. Uh, and uh, uh, and I, let, we'll be right back. Right. I mean, and I'm, that's another season seven queen that went viral. And I, who? Viral ja- from um, the pink hole. Yeah. Jasmine Masters. Jasmine Masters. Yeah. And she came under um, a lot because of things that she has said before. And also, uh, what, what's the other queen who said? Nina Badina has said a few things. And like there was some online debate going back and forth. And I think it's tough because you have these black queens who are, you know, you want to root for and you want to speak out and they mm-hmm. always get so much feedback for expressing themselves. And, you know, speaking of black queens expressing themselves, Simone Biles is taking a lot of heat yes. right mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. for yes. expressing how she feels. Um, a lot of people... Listen, how, yes, let's uh, talk uh, a little bit. How, how, yes. how, how do y'all feel about it? I feel very proud of Simone Biles okay. for putting her mental health first. Mm-hmm. First of all, it, it's it's a lot of layers to it. First of all, mental health within the black community is very taboo. A lot of black people don't believe in it, don't educate themselves about it, and we suffer because of it. And so that alone is great that like her and Naomi, like just acknowledging mm-hmm that they have mental health issues and that they and they put priority into that that is doing leaps and bounds for black athletes but then just athletes in general because it's still taboo in general some mental health issues mm-hmm. and i think that Simone had a lot on her shoulders she's already won the gold and also she's finally speaking out about the abuse that she's had. And I think she probably had a, a like center stage like moment of clarity where she was just like, fuck this shit. I don't need this. What am I going to stress myself out for? So America can have a notch on its belt. Like they're right. good. Like I don't want to suffer any longer. I'm probably living through my trauma. The fact that I was molested and I've already won and I can give this opportunity to somebody who hasn't won before. I think it was a very sophisticated 
decision for her to back out and know also that she shouldn't injure herself because she wasn't mentally there. Like, I think it was a very admirable thing. And I hate that she's getting flack for it. I think it's also tough that, unfortunately, she she spoke about this, like, as she was going into the Olympics, that, like, yo, the Olympics are at fault. Like, she spoke out against the very people she was competing under, like the organization. She spoke out against the Olympics. And yeah. I don't think I've ever seen a competitor say, fuck this while they're doing it. And, mm-hmm. she, and she said that, too. She said the Olympics didn't help us. And they have tried to keep us quiet about what happened with Larry Nassar. Like, mm-hmm. it, it is a big thing. And so what I say to a lot of the Republicans and conservatives out there saying that they don't agree with, you know, what she did, it's like... Put on a mask. And also, those same people who saying, like, she should have stood up. It's like, you're sitting on your couch and you're, like, you you can't do a do flip. Ha- you can't even do, do half a of the things that Simone could do in her pinky finger. And that's another so thing. That's a, yeah. That's and this ridiculous. is another thing. She not only, you know, was dealing with all of this mental issues, she also had to deal with the fact that she wasn't going to be awarded the points that she deserved. Yeah. Because they because cut her of off other, at the knees. Because other competitors couldn't do what they were doing. And it, well, they deemed them too dangerous. That's, well, that's not my problem, that's, sis. That's actually factual. Mm-hmm. Were, where they, they, they contested where, like, yeah. the judges took down well, points. Yeah. For Simone's competitors, Mm -hmm. because they said that you're not. It just wouldn't be fair. It wouldn't be fair if you can qualify. (laughs) Because she was just gonna train. Which is fucked up. It's so fucked up, and it goes back to um, you know, the the poet that was in um, and the writer. I think her name is Chamanda. That was in the flawless. Yeah, uh, um, where she was like, you know, we teach our woman you have you can be ambitious, but not not, don't have too. too much ambition. Right. It's like, mm-hmm. oh. Otherwise you will threaten and the And this is a running theme with a specifically black women. Mm-hmm. It's just like either where there's so much conversation of us not being good enough or being too good. And see and the it's same. just like, be at 100%. Not 110 and not 98, but exactly 100. Otherwise we're upset. Because that was what Chris <laughs> Rock was saying in the Venus and Serena documentary that came out in 2012. Mm-hmm. It's on Amazon Prime. I watched it the other day. It's great. Ooh, put a said, pin in the Will Smith. Right. Um, okay, put a pin in that. So Chris Rock said, he was just like, there's a reason why like they're so good because they had to fight. Like Because, you know, growing Who? up, Venus and Serena. Oh, okay. I, I kind of switched for just a second. Okay, okay. Um, there's a reason why like they get so much hate and they get, you know, they're always getting talked shit on because they had to grow up like, black girls so that alone already mm-hmm. not only just black girls but black athletes mm-hmm. right I and mean people are talking about sport, Simone's hair right now in a now. sport that's usually predominantly <laughs> white mm-hmm. and so they got a lot of flack they got a lot of hate and so you know that that alone made them strong so they're already coming into this at like a hundred and so right. it's like they're only gonna get better it, you know mm-hmm. and it just sucks that like I, I mean, people are showing their true... I want you to speak exactly, on your, your say, opinion, but, Braden, but people are showing their true colors because when they are attacking Simone now, saying, like, oh, she should have did that, they're saying, oh, well, her hair is nappy anyways, and they couldn't do this. Like, they're, they're going after... So you can't help but to think that anyone who has feedback against it aren't being racist. Like, it's, like reading the comments Who's on Twitter... Oh, Twitter literally is blowing up. Like a lot about of the about Simone's uh, nappy hair. A, a lot of the a that lot of the complaints. A lot of the complaints is about her hair and the darkness of her skin. And th- like like they're like, well, she's too dark. And black people like like they, they said so much negative stuff about her that as a young black 
girl, I'm sure, and as a as a young black person, like hearing things like that, like it shakes you, and you're of just course. like, I mean, I talked about before, like, I mean, it was an Olympic sport, but when I was fucking doing one act play, and they, I was a monkey, they put me as a monkey, and what's crazy, and our friend Teresa, obviously, uh, friend of the pod, producer, all that, she was just like, wait a minute, what's even worse is, now thinking about it, they didn't even put makeup on me for the monkey. They just said, That's here's really... an outfit, you'll be fine, they'll buy it, you're a monkey, and I did it. I won so many awards with it, but looking back on it, I wish I could return every single one of those medals, because it doesn't, That's it, really... it, it, they, they literally didn't put makeup. I was just like waiting, in, I remember waiting in line for makeup, y'all, and I was just like, and I need makeup, and they were like, you don't need makeup, you're good, you're, you're on your costume, and go because over there. Because you were line. the monkey. Because they were like, you're already black. That's really terrible. So, like, what, were you, what were you going to say? I smell, sorry. Um, <laughs> I don't even remember at this point. What were you talking about? Well, Simone, I was talking Simone, and, and all like, the flack She's getting. How do you feel about her withdrawing from I uh, events? Feel I have multiple feelings. I feel like obviously she should withdraw, given her mental health issues. The PR person in me says maybe this was Suni Lee's chance to get the gold, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and Simone realized that, which I love. Like Simone has like um she, teen she's gold the greatest she's gymnast she's of good. all time at and this like, moment. She's one of like, and the greatest athletes. Simone is yeah. like Simone is one of the most beautiful people mm-hmm. and like she loves her teammates mm-hmm. and wants to like give her teammates the most beautiful opportunities. So that's why I was like, maybe Simone is doing this. I'm also a PR person, so and I maybe. was thinking. Well, that's why I said the whole center stage thing, like when she gave her solo to right, what's exactly. her name. And she's exactly. like, I don't know. I was like, this. maybe Simone is thinking, give Suni the chance. Yeah. And she fucking won gold. Exactly. And I was say, it was amazing. And like exactly. Simone, Simone, didn't, Simone didn't need another gold. <laughs> no, like, for what? Like it was just a beautiful thing for Suni to win the gold mm-hmm. with her relationship with her father, mm-hmm. her whole thing. The whole story. It's yeah, beautiful. it's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. So but she now is the fifth consecutive American woman she to is. win the Since all-around gold medal. 2000 or not It was it was 84. 84. And okay. then 2004. And then uh, yeah, 2004, 2008, 2012, and now 20. But 2016 regar- and now 2020. Regardless all right, of that, shrug with all that history. Regardless of that, mm-hmm. mental health. Mm-hmm. Oh. Go Sorry. ahead. No, go. <laughs> oh, I was just going to say, Dominique Machiano. Yeah, she spoke out on Twitter and she had said, like, this is the moment, like, when she, because she had a bad accident on beam. Like, mm-hmm. she was doing her routine. She not only had a stress fracture in her leg, she, like, flipped over, over flipped or whatever, crunched her, like, head into the balance beam, like, thus, like, could have broken her spine. Did they care? No. Yeah. They, they made her. Year? No, this was in 90. Yeah, right. I saw on um, Facebook when they were talking about Carrie and her whole thing. And her and, foot. Yeah, and they were just like, you know, people look at that. It's like, oh, my God, she pushed through it. And, right. like, she won and all that, blah, blah, blah. She did it for America. But Yeah, but they were like, but now with mental health playing in and what Simone Biles did, it's like you look at that scene now and it's just like she looked at her coach with, like, tears, tears in her, her eyes. eyes and he said, Come on, let's do it. You, you can do like, it. You can yeah. do it. But instead, he should have maybe been like, you are injured. Why would you continue to do this? Right. And it's just kind of like shifting. Like, And Larry your... Nasser was also there. And yeah. There's, there's, a photo yeah of the him, there's a photo of him off to the side. And it's like, 
you also don't know what people like carrying them might have endued under this man. Uh-huh. Like, you don't, like, what, when you start looking at photos and histories, I mean, it's the same time when people were bringing up photos of uh, the Clintons together with the Trumps or things in the past. Like, when you start looking at history of photos, you're like, what's really going on here? Yeah. Like, and what's happening? And so, yeah, Dominique was saying, you know, after that accident on Beam, her coach just walked away from her. She, yeah, uh, Marta was her <laughs> coach. She walked away. And so they were like, get ready, you got to do floor. And so she went and did floor, her routine. And we have to remember, this was she was the youngest Olympian in a gymnastics history. She was 14 at that time. That, that poor child. Fort- That's child abuse. It's a child it is, abuse. It is. That is it's someone's baby. So then that goes back to, abuse. like, what are your parents? Yeah, and it's just like, what are we actually doing here? For a freaking notch on your our belt? Like, Amer- like, obviously we know, like, America, we, like do a lot in the Olympics. Like, you know, yeah, we, we're, we yeah. dominate. We dominate a lot of um, categories. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like to push a child to their breaking point for what? It's just insane. And it makes you rethink everything. And it's just like, listen, the Olympics are definitely meant to push humans to their physical like capacity like that is the beauty of it and like coming together and cheering and the fun of it but like there has to be a line and a breaking point where it's just like when it's no longer fun yeah and it's just like I'm damaging myself here's my take Mm -hmm. the Olympics Mm -hmm. are the they're profiling the most intelligent mentally stable physically stable obviously the champions of the world and being a champion doesn't just mean that you're strong it means that you're mentally strong Mm -hmm. it means that you're spiritually strong Mm -hmm. it means that you you are capable of all of those you're pushing yourself to the limit Mm -hmm. pushing yourself from the limit in all aspects of mentality Mm -hmm. of Of, of being a human being of being a human being so that's why I'm like, and Simone Biles has already done that. Yeah, she's, she's already done herself that. In 2016. She could literally just like, go on Instagram and, and do a routine. Michael Phelps has already done and, that. You know what I'm like, saying? But like, I could also do that. Oh, what are you yeah. talking about? Oh, you could be an Olympian. Are yeah. you an Olympian? I think I could be. Oh, oh okay. well, I think that <laughs> I think I to, could to your point of when you're on edible. No, why are you interrupting me, Darrell? Like, I just I wanted think, to move forward. No, because no, I just wanted to announce to... right here on Pride the Podcast that I think I could be. that you're an Olympian. You're gonna you're gonna start uh, so you, training. What's the so next Olympics? Paris 2024. So is there, Paris mm-hmm. is that where? Which one are you gonna do? You're gonna do gymnastics. You're gonna do swimming. Which one? No, I'm gonna do skating. I'm gonna do a podcast host. Oh, you, you might get you the know, gold. Honestly, you could, you could get do, the gold. Like, commentator. That, that, that Thank you, you so much. You get a but, participation award. I think that needs to be a dude. What did the fuck a you just say? Participation award. What the fuck did you just a say? A purple ribbon. You get a purple ribbon. Listen, I'll take the purple. I got this damn here bronze medal. I bronze Washington. No, listen. I want to say this. Like, I think that no, your your definition, the brain that you just said, maybe it's time for the Olympics to redefine what they are and what the point of them is. Because mm-hmm. there's been a lot of people. Not prior to Simone and now, especially the people in Tokyo, it's like, why? Why are y'all here? Like, what's going on? And I mean, all those wow, protests like, and like, everything. I don't, I don't think people right. really know what the reason for the Olympics is what anymore. What was the reason? And it's, and, it's, and it's definitely changed from what it was. And unfortunately, due to the political climate that we've had this past four years because of that fuck face, 
it's became a political situation, like even more than possible. Mm-hmm. It's like everything's right, political now, and, and 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 also very racist. It's like y'all can have your opinions on Simone, I guess, but talking about her hair or talking about this color of her skin and things like that, it's like okay, you're just showing your true colors. Like just say you're racist. Just, just say that. Just say that. Like it's just it's it's really difficult. And Laura Ingram can kick. Rock. Yeah. Laura Ingram. We need to, we need to wrap even, up. I'm but sorry. Right, I want, we're about to get fired up. No, cut me off. I, I want to end I don't on talk a about good Lauren. note. Thank you. So I want to give a special shout out to Erica Sullivan, who placed second in the women's 1500 meter freestyle swim competition. Woo. So this is what she said. Just me getting, quote, just me getting to be on the podium in Japan as an Asian American woman and getting to take silver in a historical women's event for the first time as someone who likes women and who identifies as gay. It's so cool, she said in her press conference afterward. It's awesome. So congrats to Eric. We love love that. that. What a great way to end. Yeah, because remember we were watching her interview, one of the first interviews, and she was just like, "So this is so cool, like as a uh, Asian American queer woman, to come to Japan and win, Uh like win a silver medal in this event for the very first time. Like that's incredible." And yeah, so shout out to Erica Sullivan. You want to come on the podcast? Oh, I mean, yeah, Erica, we got we got room for you, girl. Come on out here. <laughs> that we would be love cool. that because it's tighter, 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 tighter. What a fun podcast, you guys! We made so much fun. We made it, y'all. Maybe we made it. We made it. We did it. <laughs> different different show, different different season, different everything. So yeah, guys, check out Violet Chachki's new video. Y'all. Yes. Uh, by, uh, Mistress Violet on YouTube featuring Ali X. <laughs> and you can also get tickets to her new uh, North American tour, A Lot More Me. You can go to violetchotchke.com to get tickets. I think she's going to be in New York. Oh, I yep. can't wait to see it. It's going to uh, be We're going. We're going to be, no, we're we're gonna be we literally have VIP access. And, and you can also follow I'm going to be on you, the silk. Follow right. her, as you know, on Violet Chotchke on Instagram. I'm sure you guys already do that. So She's got a lot of followers. People know where to find her. Right. <laughs> So anyway, guys, we're going to take you out. This is her new song, Mistress Violet, by Violet Chachki, featuring Ali X. So thanks, guys. And before guys. we go, I'm Mr. Brayden Bradley on Instagram. I'm Darrell Anthony. I'm Adam Andrew Rio. And I'm Ashley Mitchell. And call us, 844-25-PRIDE. We love you guys. Bye. Leave us comments. Don't forget to subscribe. <laughs> <laughs>